Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, your friend, Luke, the Strip Club DJ. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of One Two Review. I'm here in LA with my buddy Alex. Say hello. Hello. And over in sunny, always wonderful New York City is our co-host Brandon. Say hi, Brandon. Hey, I'm here. I'm Brandon. Each and every week on One Two Review, we rate and review movies with the simplest scale possible. A one if we didn't like it, a two if we did. We add up our scores until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a doodle day. Kick the intro. One, two, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of One Two Review. We are here to review fresh, hot new flicks for you, and some old ones too, and some ones that you don't know about, and some new ones too, all kinds of stuff. So here we go. The first one this week is a film called The Geech. This is a 2017 film, and we got a pre-screener. So this film is not even out yet, and we got an early release of it. It stars Paul Rudd. He plays the Geech, who is a 34-year-old man that keeps failing high school so he can stay there as long as possible. It's definitely a little bit of a comedy. It's definitely a little bit of a drama in there, too. All around, uh, I very much enjoyed this film. I thought his performance was wonderful. Do either of you have any thoughts on the Geech? I mean, obviously... At first glance, this movie is a lot of fun. It's just a goof. It's a real yuck up with uh, a stupid premise. This uh, 34-year-old guy can't get enough of high school. But there's deeper issues at hand with this guy. Obviously, with anybody who's 34 and in high school for 16 years. I don't know. What is that? 20 years in high school. Uh, So... I would like to say just right off the bat that it's a lot of fun, but then there's a lot more going on with Paul Rudd's character in this. Yeah, I agree. It's I would I would argue that it's darker than it seems, uh, right? Is that maybe what you're arguing? I'm not sure. Uh, Brandon, do you have any thoughts on The Geech? I don't know if the film necessarily explores those topics, however. I think you're you know putting in a, a little bit of a darker tone. I wouldn't say the film is a dark movie by any sense, I got the sense that he just had something to prove, whether it be, hey, I'm smart enough to actually graduate and dedicate myself this time, or, hey, maybe I'm going to, this year, be on the swimming team. Maybe this year I'm going to be on the basketball team. Maybe I'll find something that calls out to me. Yeah. Well, and it's, okay, so, yeah, I would say that, that there's a lot of parts of this film that remind me a lot of Billy Madison, which I really liked, but this is kind of like a serious Billy Madison, and again, a lot of it has that Billy Madison humor laid over it, but... Ultimately, like I think Luke's saying, there's this core of kind of, uh, for me, like a sadness to this character. And you're right. He keeps trying these different sports, trying drama club, all this stuff, trying to find a way to fit in. You know, it's just for me, it's like an adult, you know, any 34 year old or or not any, but a lot of people are still having those feelings of feeling incomplete and stuff. And so this is just a character like me, even at this point in my life, just trapped in high school. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a complex film. I want to put our users' minds at ease at this moment and just sort of clarify spoiler alert paul rudd's character is not banging high school chicks he used to when he was in high school but that's long gone he's raising a family and that uh, that causes a little friction it causes a lot of fun for the town too because he's sort of the bridge between the high school kids in town and the adults and you know the normal adulting uh society Right, translating uh, the lingo, the memes, you know, hey, hey, this is what that picture means. You know, that's why that's funny. Or, hey, this is what that emoji means, you know. 
Yeah, at the city council meetings, he's totally like an ambassador for the high school students and understands, you know, not only their perspective, but that of the adult world and raising a family and taxes and all that stuff. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, I thought it was a really complex film and I thought Paul Rudd did great. I was, again, expecting much more of a comedy and the trailer is cut like a comedy. If you watch the trailer, it's totally cut like slapsticky, but ends up being pretty heartfelt, I thought. I will say Paul Rudd is lovable as always. If, I don't know if anybody doubted that, but he's super yeah. watchable. And, oh, and it's uh, directed by Elizabeth Lofton and Alex Williams. I guess they're a married couple, and they directed it together. Uh, and also Roger Roman is in it, and Victor T. Hackett plays the principal, and George Harrelin plays the science teacher, who they connect a lot with or whatever. But I thought all of them did great performances as well. Yeah, star-studded cast and a little easy play by throwing Paul Rudd in there. I mean, unhateable in any movie. I can't think. I I can't think of any movie. No, there's a couple scenes though. Like he he when he's he bullies the the overweight kid a little bit, and he's like 32 in that scene. And you know he confronts himself later about it, but he like yeah, but he's he, it's more of a challenge. Sure, sure, but I'm just saying that there's moments that you do. I didn't, I didn't like him throughout the course of the entire film. I thought he made himself unlikable in moments. No, definitely. I mean, for a 34 year old, unable to still beat high schoolers at sports that he's been practicing for 20 years, he still can't hit a baseball. He still can't swim the hundred meters in under a minute. Uh, all these things. It's like you really feel bad for him, and then of course. When he beats the fat boy, or I'm sorry, rather, the fat boy beats him at the hot dog eating contest, of course he's going to have a a damaged ego from that because he just can't win at high school, Uh, which we finally see at his exit point when he finally graduates high school. He passes science class with that C minus, and everyone is so proud of him. You know what? The dark undertones, I think, really come from the fact that maybe he's just, he's mentally challenged but we nobody really addresses that see i always thought it was he was intentionally kind of sabotaging his scores so he could stay in school but i think they leave that open to interpretation but it seemed to me like he was purposefully doing it but i don't know are you guys ready to review this film yeah let's let's go ahead and let's rate this movie all right uh i'm gonna give the geech a two Like I said, I think it's a complicated film. And I think sometimes I've had the thought, and I hope I'm not the only one that's thought, you know, if I went back to high school, I could really crush it. Like, I'd do great at high school now. Like, I'm a smarter person. And I think this movie argues that going back and and looking back at your life, things always seem easier. Like, relationships and things that didn't work, jobs, stuff like that. You're always like, maybe now I could do it better. But maybe you couldn't, you know? Maybe it was never meant for you. Maybe you are never meant to play baseball. Either way, Paul Rudd's performance, great. Two points. Yeah, often I think quite the opposite. Um, I think, how did I do it in high school? You know, am I ever going to be able to do that again? Be able to top that? Will I ever be able to top that? And uh, I mean, I you know. were the sh- you were great in high school, man. Yeah, thanks. Brandon was Anyways, one of the top high schoolers. It's true. I did get rated top high schooler by a few local papers. I, I mean, I don't have anything printed on my wall. I saved those. I saved those uh, articles for you. Anyways, for me, for us to have different, you know, backgrounds on this subject, to be able to agree that this movie deserves two points, says a lot.
Yeah, I think you put it nice and uh, put a little bow on it when you say it's like Billy Madison, but a little bit serious. It's, it's a little bit of a deeper tone to it. Two points for me. Yeah, I don't know. This one really just didn't hit home for me. I was expecting a lot more fun. I was expecting a lot more levity. And I got a strange dose of reality about acting your age, you know, and it, it made me consider a lot. And I, I did uh, go out and buy some more professional shoes and ties after I saw this movie. So um, I give the Geech one point. It's kind of a downer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. One point. Excellent. So that is five points for the Geech. And as you may know, on one, two review each week, we rate and review the movies. We add those points together until we get to 20 points. To keep track of those 20 points, we have a different scorekeeper each week. And this week, guys, it is flu season. So we're going to give you 20 tips on how to avoid getting the flu. And if you get it, how to avoid, you know, spreading it and how to beat the flu. So it's going around. Have you guys gotten it yet? No, thank goodness. I have not yet. Okay. I have not yet. Let's all but I've been following moment. some of these tips, too, at the same time. Yeah, all right, so let me just helpful. get tip number one out of the way. Knock on wood, everybody. If you haven't got the flu yet, seriously knock on some wood and thank your stars. Thank your lucky stars. All right, so now that we got knocking on wood out of the way, go ahead and cover your mouth when you sneeze. I know it's 101. I didn't do it for a long time, embarrassingly enough. I would sneeze upwards. I was once told the wind would carry it behind you. I now know, now know that that is unhygienic. So those are my two tips. All right, so number one, knock on wood. Number two. Just cover up when you sneeze. Cover up when you sneeze. All right, number three is avoid pears. Uh, I did not know this one until recently, but pears uh, have a lot of bacteria on them that specifically attracts flu and can carry flu longer than other fruits, so avoid pears. Uh, Number four is check your tongue for lumps. You'll get small reddish lumps on your tongue when you start to get the flu, so keep your eyes open for those. Luke? Um, My pro tip for avoiding the flu is wear a mask and... Anything can be a mask, guys. In a pinch, you can use a sock, a sheet, a hanky. You can use anything you got around as a mask, a hat, anything. So just get that on at all times if uh, you're out in public places, and you'll be fine. Cool. So that's five tips to avoid getting the flu. Let's kick to a sponsor. It's sponsor time. Has nostalgia for long buckets got you down? Short buckets no longer working for you? Tired of bringing two normal buckets everywhere? Here at Brain Labs, we've been able to re-engineer the classic 1960 long bucket and bring it back in three new, never-before-seen colors. Jalapadobi, Thin Green, and Naked Metal. Visit Long Buckets BL to sign up for a pre-order. Okay, guys, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us, Long Buckets. We really appreciate your patronage, and uh, we love your product. This is a movie that we are going to review next that I've been excited about for weeks. I read the original graphic novel when this uh, third part of the story came out in that format a couple years ago. They finally made it to film. Here we go. We're going to be reviewing Gump 2, Forrest Gramp. Now, this is you know a continuation of the story of Forrest Gump. And uh, him returning to his hometown, 
dealing with becoming a grandparent and some hijinks with his grandchild. What did you guys think of this film? Uh, fucking great. I'm going to put some money in the, uh, in the swear jar because I deserved it. I thought this movie was great. It, it, it was a lot like Forrest Gump. It had everything that I, that I wanted in it. At least it's, you know, he's, he's in Florida and he's doing, he's working at a manta ray farm and his, grandchild is being born and he has to make his way from florida back to greenbow on time for the birth and very exciting you know the characters he meets it's also wit- uh, written by winston groom uh, same as uh, you know he wrote the graphic novel he wrote the original screenplay for the first one it's got emily blunt in it oliver platt adam hamburger emily stone philip mays francis manning it's just an awesome cast yeah there is a second novel actually in between that hasn't been made into a movie yeah yet. i was wondering what is do you guys know that story i don't know he interacts about with it. history more similar to the first novel where the graphic novel mm-hmm. he doesn't you know interact with history as much it's more of just him kind of telling his story to a younger generation which it feels fresh again you know mm-hmm. well i mean all the history that they they wrote in that third and second book they had to just make up because it hadn't happened yet exactly so it's kind of like a Back to the Future 2 sort of thing. Um, of course, I got shot in the buttocks. I have to go to the bathroom. All the classic Forrest Gump quotes that we know and love. Find their way back in the movie. Of course, we'd feel left out if we didn't get that satisfaction. They got to do it. You know, it's a, a lot of filmmakers would shy away from that because the originality of the very first Forrest Gump was so true to itself that to make a remake of this and do these callbacks it would be so cheap but then again to not do it it would be ripping off the audience so you got to find a middle ground there they kind of slide it in there they don't make a big point of it um i i I mean they do add a little delay and echo to it and have like a, a wide panning shot when he says these things um but i didn't think it was too over the top emphasizing this these callbacks um you know zemeckis has always had a tasteful touch with everything he does you know yeah he uses technology and he uses it well i also will say adam hamburger as a newcomer playing young forest really kind of blew me away as his portrayal to emulate him so well Mm -hmm. because he's nothing like that in interviews i've seen him Mm -mm. no it's it's pretty crazy he's charming too yeah, he plays he plays that gentle, charming boy that we get introduced to in the original Forrest Gump, the kid from Sixth Sense. Uh, I don't know what his name is. Billy um, Yeah, he's he's. Um, I don't know why they didn't just cast him. Honestly, he's still acting, but um, maybe he's maybe he's put on a little too much weight to he be looks a believable. Different. He's got a huge beard. Yeah, he's he's a little he's a little too wide of a frame. It's maybe too old to, now. Doesn't too matter old why now. they they cast. Ted Cass Hamburger because yeah, he's good. He is and I good. thought he did an amazing job. He's so. such Doesn't a bratty boy, though, outside of uh, the movie. Like, inside the movie, he's sure. such a nice well, he's guy. He's a bad boy. Yeah, yeah all the interviews, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, he's a wild guy, man. He he crashed his Lambo into a fire hydrant just down the street the other day. And he wasn't no even kidding. drunk or high. It was just a joke. For it was YouTube. just yeah, It was just prank. a joke for YouTube to promote um, uh, Forrest Gump 2, or Gump 2, sorry. Um, um, you guys ready to rate this thing? Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely cool. enjoyed the the Bubba Junior helping him along his journey. 
you know of course when, again w- yeah when you're getting up in the years you need a sidekick you need someone to help you in and out of the bus you need someone to help you read the menu and he was there along the way to get to get old forest old grandpa forest to his grandson uh prosthetic makeup was great by the way the nose the, the nose they had on tom hanks oh yeah, yeah i mean I mean, Tom Hanks, he's aged wonderfully, so he really wasn't that believable of a uh, of a war-battered vet, you know, the real forest. So, yeah, the pro- the big prosthetic nose with the pox, it drew my attention a lot of the movie. And, I, I mean, totally, a lot of times I didn't even realize I was looking at Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get lost in that character again. I just got lost thinking about him. Wow. Uh, well, ready to rate it? I was ready a while ago. Let's let's rate it. All right, get it. Let me get it. I'm gonna give it to you right now, real quick. Two points again. You know, I I didn't think it'd be portrayed as well as it was in film, but Zemeckis again with his unique directorial choices and decisions to do the flashbacks and integrate them in such a unique fashion really quite an outstanding achievement two points yeah uh, definitely two points for me as well Uh, i have been since i was a kid i've been on the message boards clamoring for this thing there's a lot of people that have been asking for this film for a very long time and can you guys believe it's been 30 years since the first one came out 30 years that we've been waiting for this so i was happy to have the quotes back in there and everything and and i thought it was a respectable piece of work and definitely a a good follow-up to forrest gump so two points for me well Stupid is as stupid does, and Hollywood has been stupid for 30 years, and it's good to see they've got a light on upstairs finally to make this movie, to give the people what they want. Two points for Gump 2, Forrest Gramp. Six points. That is six points. And with that, it is time to give our listeners six new tips to stave off that flu. And uh, number six for me is going to be avoid trees with soft bark. Uh, soft bark trees include the elm tree as well as the cypress and aspen. Those trees are known to carry the flu virus. Also, wash surfaces with bleach or, I didn't know this, canola oil also works to create a buffer zone there from any sort of bacteria. Let me chime in with one I heard recently for my first tip I'm going to present you with. Don't handle bugs regardless of their size. You know, people always say I've caught the bugs. Why are you catching bugs? It's flu season. Stay away from bugs. I'm also going to say, don't sweat. I know it sounds hard, but what that means is during the flu season, try to work as little as possible. Be as unphysical as possible just for that entire season, and they won't have a way to enter into your body as easily. So don't sweat. Uh, Yeah, I've got a couple very practical um, and probably obvious flu season beaters. Uh, Eat lots of citrus, lemons, and oranges are great. You can put those in a smoothie. You can put them anywhere, really. And uh, don't handle paper cash. I, I think we're, we're focusing a lot on what not to do, what not to handle. And I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. It's important. Don't handle these bugs, pears, soft bark trees, bugs again. And, uh, and just use stick with credit cards or, or uh, cryptocurrency for payment systems. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh, Luke's got the word of the week again. <laughs> that is <laughs> time for Luke's cryptocurrency corner. Luke, okay, take guys. Take it away this week. Real quick, I got... It's only a minute. I got minute. Domino's. Go. This is Domino's Rony Coin. This is their payment system for their pizza chain, of course, famous in America. International, it's the Rony Coin. Uh, it's a way to increase your rewards values on Domino's, you know... Uh, on their reward system. If you sign up, me on this, is this real? It's a shill. It's a shill because I, I, I just want you guys to know that you can support me and my Rony coins. You can use promo code Luke one two. Next time you order a pizza, I'll get a little kickback. I'll get a thousand Rony coins, and every time you guys sign up Running and up. sign sign someone else up, you get a thousand Rony coins as well. Okay, and that's, that's a minute. Thanks. Nice, and getting back to it. All right, so that is six points for Gump 2, Forrest Gramp. Sponsor time. Yeah, it is time for a sponsor. You're absolutely correct. And this week, we've got a very exciting thing for you. Reps Movie Supplements. Get stacked, get jacked with Reps Power Caps. Every Power Cap contains 3,000 milligrams of a proprietary brosium compound that will 10x your workouts and make your muscles freak. Creatine, HGH, tea boosters, caffeine, amphetamine, worm silk extract, and lavender all combine in this one pop game changer that will get results. Order today and get a free Reps 3 teaser tank with every bottle. The next film that we're going to review is a film called Cosmic Farce. This is a 2016 film. It is directed by uh, Roger Roman, and the cinematographer was Victor Hackett. It is a documentary, kind of. It follows Neil deGrasse Tyson as he kind of does this argument that uh, God is real and science is false. I would argue that the film is supposed to be very tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of his take on how absurd religion is, but I would also argue that, at least in my case, I felt that his his argument was pretty convincing. And by the end of the film, I uh, questioned some of my beliefs, even a tiny bit, even for a few seconds after the film, and I think that was pretty powerful. Yeah, it was a great movie, a great documentary. Of course, Neil deGrasse, he's an American icon and hero in a lot of ways to the science community. So... Uh, kudos to him for making this funny movie about questioning God. Honestly, we get it, scientists. You don't like God. You don't like putting God in uh, in your your beakers and your test tubes. You don't like it in your centrifuge. You don't like it behind lab walls. And you probably don't even like it in the church either. We get it, all right? Um, Neil deGrasse, I don't think he really was trying to fart on God. I, don't, I think he was trying to... Um, make an argument that it's a balanced approach to both uh, uh, religion and science, but his tongue-in-cheek manner, I don't think it comes off to a lot of to a lot of the audience, especially the religious crowd. I think maybe he came off as like a very devout, mm, I want to say like a very devout uh, 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 Christian. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This film is being championed by the church right now. I'm not sure how long that's going to last because I don't know if he really feels this way. I, I feel like the documentary had its, of course, you know, particular point of view. And I think they 
perhaps indulged in uh, some of the editing and some of the voiceover and some of the imagery that they put the voiceover. Yes, it was a compelling ar- argument, but I also feel it was, wasn't was completely serious, right? No, not at all. No, it's called Cosmic Farce. And like, if you read Neil deGrasse's uh, you know, words about this, he, he made it to to kind of it's fake he wasn't arguing what he's not believing what he's arguing he's he's arguing that god is real that the bible's true he makes very good points and they're just too good is the problem right that 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 you know people are using his his words to you know now now fight him and and all of his career now so he's kind of created almost an alternate himself that he now has to kind of argue with if you watch the dvd extras which the dvd case itself uh, has it when you open it up, it makes a big fart sound, and the DVD is designed like a Bible, cosmic farce. And you open it up, it makes a fart sound. So that's like, r- yeah, it's a real obvious jab at religion. Uh, but when you pop in those DVD extras, you can totally tell and see in many of his interviews that Neil has been drinking throughout the entire production of this film. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, after his, um, Failed Hulu divorce. His failed yeah, divorce, well, divorce and Hulu. Failed Hulu. Yeah. I don't know why you laugh at that. I mean, it was pretty tragic. But no, you're absolutely right. Um, but it just they have his name. The name of his show was uh, something to do with divorce, right? Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cosmic divorce. And cosmic a lot of divorce. scientists would argue, yeah, cosmic divorce. That was a good show. Um, it was a good, a lot, great show. A lot of uh, scientists would argue that maybe his coping mechanism turning to the bottle to deal with those problems was actually a scientific approach in itself sure yeah mathematically the scientist would argue anything yeah i mean it's a chemical solution to a chemical imbalance right um anyway so this uh problematic drinking that took place embodies itself in this film as a misguided well as just misinformation and a lot of people trust Neil to put out, uh, you know, peer-tested studies, honest reviews, and uh, I think they presented this farce in a farcical, farcical way that I, I think it blows over a lot of people's heads. But I mean, it's pretty funny too. You guys ready to rate Cosmic Farce? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for me, this movie gets two points. It's not what it intended to be. And I think, like I said, I think a lot of people misinterpret it. But it's a fun watch. And I think Neil would make a great drinking buddy, honestly. Yeah, I loved it. And like I said, I think the, you know, the guy's clearly some sort of genius because his, his drunken improvisational ramblings about God uh, were very convincing. And, you know, his arguments very sound. So... If anything, this film definitely, you know, makes you just question science, religion, all that stuff in some kind of your big old personal ball of interpretation. So I enjoyed the experience of watching it. Uh, and I hope he's okay. I really hope he's okay. Some of those towards the end there, some of those those kind of behind the scenes camera shots and like him doing those interviews was, uh, I don't know. I hope he's okay. Well, when they, so, when he decides uh, to clean up, I hope they film that and make that into a show too because that's, sure. that's solid so. gold. Uh, so uh, either way, two points for me. I enjoyed watching Cosmic Farce. Yeah, for me, two points as well. An astonishing look at what editing can do in 
also what you know it really shows depending on what hat you're wearing or through what lens you're viewing this media you can really come up with different you know outcomes so for that alone two points did you give it two points luke yeah Six, six points. points. All right, six points for Cosmic Farce. I'm going to kick off those flu suggestions. Number one, mother knows best, so call your mother when you get the flu or feel it coming on. She'll knock it right out of you, and she probably has better advice than one to review does. Um, and then secondly, I know this is kind of dirty, but uh, play play with your butt a little bit. In the shower, get in there. That's a great way to ease up some of those toxins. I don't need to go into details about what you got to do, but just kind of get get in your behind a little bit when you're in the shower, and and that'll help things along with your with that flu season. Cool. Well, speaking of the shower, uh, do not take your cell phone into the bathroom. Lots of people take their cell phones in there. They you know sit in the toilet and Instagram stuff like that. Don't take your cell phone into the bathroom. Not during flu season. And uh, for my second tip, uh, it says on here, uh, flush two or three times per visit. Uh, and during flu season, you can kind of throw away your concerns about wasting water. It's more important that you get all of that um, business down in the toilet. So definitely flush two, three. I flush four or five times depending on uh, what I've done. Uh, those are my two tips. Yeah, for my two points, I'm going to say, <clears throat> for my two points, I'm going to suggest uh, go out of the normal. I know that people typically get flu shots once a week. I'm going to say break that and try to get them like two times a week or something. I think that's really going to help boost your immunity against the flu. Get like two flu shots a week. Also, we've been saying don't handle things. Avoid handling this. Let me tell you what you want to do with your hands in your free time if you put your hands in a, a bag of dry rice it will keep the flu away so in your spare time if you're watching a movie on the couch or something just dip your hand in some raw dry rice and it'll really help your chances of staying flu free this season those are great suggestions brandon and if i can tack on to your flu shot increasing the frequency of that you can also fill out there's a little trick when you're filling out your paperwork if you add 50 pounds to your weight you'll get a heavier flu shot as well so mm -hmm. kind of fudge on the paperwork they don't really notice they just pick out that's, the right uh, dosage for your weight on the paper and they'll give you that that boost that's with any, yeah any shot any shot you're ever getting always 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 add 50 pounds to your weight to get a little bit more in there yeah, they skimp. Right. I mean, it's... it's they skimp. Maybe not in Canada, but down here in the States, they definitely yeah, skimp they on skip. those shots. Shout yeah, out to all so of our fun. Canadian fans. Great listeners. Shout out to our medical practitioners out there, too. Great listeners. All right, that's six points for Cosmic Farce. Kick it. Let us... Thing. Kick to a sponsor. Kick a thing. Please. Reservations leads to traffic, leads to valet, leads to crowded seating, leads to noisy diners and crummy waiters, leads to a night that wasn't quite what you'd hoped for. Well, not anymore. Within hours of ordering, a Yanni's dinner pod will be parked in front of your home or apartment. Yanni's dinner pods provide a sensual dining experience for two with all the ambience and elegance you'd expect from a lavish night on the town. With romantic scented candles provided by acquisitions and original sound design by owner, chef, and musical sensation Yanni, Yanni's dinner pods are even classier than they are convenient. When you're finished dining, simply leave the pod and it'll be picked up within an hour. No waiters, no tip, no traffic. Yanni's. 
Well, uh, one two review users. Our final film this week is called Horse Bites. Uh, quick synopsis that they gave us along with the film. When his gramp gramp dies, Sydney is left with chimney. Dear old gramps, clingy and biting horse. Now, this movie is uh, an interesting tale of, you know, when you're left with, uh, I would say more than anything, the memories and the possessions of your loved ones. How do you how do you cope with that? And how do you cope with it when it's a biting horse? Uh, first impressions, guys. Oh, this is great. This is a buddy. This reminded me of kind of Turner and Hooch and kind of buddy cop films in a sense. Uh, Sydney is a police officer and so in a small town. And so he goes, he ends up going everywhere with with uh, Chimney, the horse. And, you know, they don't get along for a while and it's a horrible life for quite a bit. But by the end of the film, you know, when, when Chimney's getting old and Chimney passes, spoiler alert, uh, it's very heartfelt. And poor Sydney is left kind of sad there. But I love the movie. I thought it was great. I enjoyed my time with it. I absolutely enjoyed it as well. I will say they call him Chibney because he used to be a smoking horse. That used to be a thing on the boardwalk. They'd, they'd pay for him to be a smoking Ooh, horse. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. Uh, well, that tradition has died. I will say the cancer and the long-term effect of that sideshow act was very imminent in Chimney, And he did pass at an early age. Oof, yeah, that was rough. And and you know, of course, that was that was Gramp Gramp's idea to have him on that boardwalk. And so Gramp Gramp is ultimately the one that gave the horse cancer. So that was rough, you know? So there was there was an unfortunate, very serious kind of thing. And I didn't know that stuff was real. I didn't know there was smoking horses back in the day, uh, in sideshows and stuff, but looking it up, it was actually quite popular. And so that was that was uh, heartbreaking to, to find out about. I mean, Absolutely. look guys, give give the older times a, a break, you know. It was a simpler time. And entertainment wasn't everywhere, okay? We weren't able to plop our ass down in front of YouTube and or put on our favorite review podcast and just be entertained. You had to come up with interesting ways to do it, and a lot of it involved smoking cigarettes and pipes and cigars uh, and, and horses. So um, I, think, I think maybe we're straying from sort of the heart of this movie. Uh, that is a sad facet, but I don't think it really focused too much on the history of this smoking horse, but really the life it had after Gramp Gramp died. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if we're going to be dumping big spoilers on our users like this, I want to say that what really brought them together at the beginning of the movie is when Chimney kicks um, Sydney's cruiser in, kicks the shit out of it, puts all kinds of dents and makes it totally... Uh, undrivable so it's in the shop for the duration of the movie and so he's forced to ride sydney around well he's forced to walk him around for the first you know bit until they're in that trust but oh yeah yeah well he gets bucked a few times you know yeah geez yeah um the horses and i mean the main thing that really made chimney so grumpy was when gramp gramp dies the smoking stopped they tried different solutions giving him a little horse vape you know alfalfa vape stuff like that none nicotine safer uh, options to smoking but of course those old habits really die hard especially when you're an old horse you can, i mean like the saying goes you can't teach an old horse new tricks so that was really a tough transition for the horse but yeah like like you said um they they worked it out and uh, it was really beautiful to watch this relationship between a man and a cranky biting horse develop throughout this movie in a lot of different ways and i think um maybe sydney learned something about himself too 
I know so. Absolutely. That's the whole point of the film. So I'm ready to rate this. Are you? Yeah, I'll give Horse Bites a two. Uh, I really like Wilbur Papas as the director. He hasn't done much in a while. He's a Spanish director. And so it's nice to see his work. I don't know what he's been up to, but I'm excited to see him back on the scene. And uh, Irma Marshall plays Chimmy, the horse. And I like that too. So two points for me. Um, a heartwarming pet tale. And of course it harkens back to um, the the uh, the fundamental elements of a lot of family movies of remembering the loved ones in the best way you can by taking care of their pets and their horses. Uh, I, I learned a lot and uh, I had a lot of fun with this film. Two points for me. Yeah. I mean, I like what you guys are saying, but it really didn't do anything for me. I didn't learn anything. I learned, okay, I learned something. There was a tragedy in the 20s where they thought it was funny when horses were smoking. I learned that, and that made my day worse than it was already, and it was not a great day. I didn't see any redeeming factors other than that. It was just kind of, I don't know, boring. One point. Sure. Okay. Well, that's tough. I mean, that's a tough review. But that's what we but do fair. here. But fair. Yeah, so fair do. enough. We got to be honest, honest, you know? Five points. All right, for my two points, I'm going to give you two flu season tips. My first one is freeze your T-shirts. A warm T-shirt has the ability to trap dampness in it a little bit more. So if you freeze that T-shirt, it's going to be a lot more cold. And it's going to keep you a little safer. Uh, another one is... Do more cartwheels. If you are physically able to do a cartwheel, a cartwheel is excellent at jostling up the mucal membranes within your nasal cavity. And apparently that will lead to more fluid endorsement into your brain, which will prevent the flu virus from getting in there. So more cartwheels if you're physically able. And if not, learn how to do a cartwheel. Can uh, keep you from getting the flu. Now, Brandon mentioned staying a little sedentary during flu season, sort of staying out of the way of the virus. That's actually good advice. You don't want to be playing tennis, any of that kind of stuff. But a great way to get your heart rate up and uh, stave off those germs is to receive oral sex, of course, with a condom or a uh, a vaginal plastique if you're a female. Um, Cover it up. Receive some oral sex. That's a great way to uh, get that heart rate up without really exerting yourself. And then uh, another way to another way to avoid getting the flu. This is a preventative measure. Is uh, have some chicken soup. Two points. Yes, chicken soup helps everything. One point for me. What can I say? Here's an easy tip. If you can't make it to a sink to wash your hands, or let's say you get to a sink, there's no running water, no soap, no antibacterial thing. Clapping, actually, vigorously. Uh, if you just stay in one place and clap vigorously for about one to two minutes, you, the germs will fall off and or die. It works. All right, that's five hot tips to prevent the flu virus from getting you this season. Great! That brings us over 20 points, so you know what that means, guys. That means we get a call it a day, and what a day it has been. It's 2018. Wow, it's 2018. So what that means is we have started season two of One Two in Review, and we really appreciate all the support, all the wonderful iTunes reviews and five stars you guys gave us. That's so cool. 
Here's a new thing with season two. We've launched our Patreon. So that means uh, you can help us out a little bit and uh, make our life a little easier and continue to get great content. And we have one Patreon. So to start our credits, we have Rab at rabswork.com. Thank you so much for being an official user and one to review donor. Yeah, thanks, Rab. Yeah, visit us on Patreon. Help our bottom line. Help your help you help your bottom line. Thank you. Next week we are going to be reviewing these films: Chase of the Bad Man, Weak Knees, Doctor Bright's Magic Amulet, Terror on Beach Thirty Five, Roadkill Doe, Red Bull the Movie, Olaf, and Bombi. Check us out next week, guys. Thanks again for those reviews. Have a wonderful week. Love from one to review. Thanks, bye. Luke's already gone. <laughs> Screech. Bye, Luke. <laughs> bye, buddy. <laughs>